Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good afternoon, listeners. You're with Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am on your dial. Um, interviewing today are Patty and Kathy, and our guest today is the one and only Indigo Dea, General Manager of Consu- Consumer and Care Advocacy and Leadership at Mental Illness Fellowship Victoria. Welcome, Indigo. Welcome, Indigo. Yeah. G'day, guys. Uh, no um, yeah, we were expecting um, uh, Eleanor Long- Longdon today. Um, unfortunately, uh, she she couldn't make it. Um, yeah, well, what? Yeah, um, sure, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and just a warning at the beginning of the show: um, we will be discussing trauma in general during the show. So, if that concerns you, perhaps you'd like to tune out. Yeah, it's a trigger warning. Just yeah, a trigger warning. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, um, so. Actually, Patty, I'll, ju- I'll just jump in if that's cool. Yeah, so I just yeah, wanted no. to pass on um, Eleanor Longdon's apologies for not coming on the show today. She was really excited about coming and she's promised that she'll phone in for an interview in the coming weeks. Um, but we've yeah. been doing touring all over Melbourne and Victoria this week, so we thought it was best yeah, she actually exactly, have yeah. a bit of a break tonight. Yeah. Sorry you got me instead. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful to have you on the show and to go. So, so what's, uh, I was just wondering what's been happening with... Eleanor this week and what are the key or her and other people's key messages or yeah great yeah well I've been traveling around with Eleanor we started in Warrnambool and we sort of worked our way back in um and it's been quite extraordinary I've listened to Eleanor share her story now and and talk about her work and research multiple times every time she makes me laugh but she also makes me cry and she fills me with hope, but she also makes me feel quite angry as well about some yeah. of the changes. So, look, we've been to, we've talked to the community in Warrnambool. We talked with about seventy local mental health workers, people oh, yeah. with lived experience, and families. We went. To, we've been to Preston, talked to about eighty people. Oh. Last night, we launched a new uh, recovery project called Smart with Swinburne Uni. Oh. And this oh. afternoon, we were just at um, St Vincent's Hospital talking yeah. with a room full of mental health clinicians, which was really exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so what have been some of the key messages that um, Dr Eleanor Longdon has wanted to communicate and how have they been received? Okay. Um, I reckon, actually, before I dive into it, what I might mention as well for listeners is that tomorrow night we've got uh, what we call the annual Woodcock Lecture where yeah. Eleanor's going to be speaking to about 700 people yeah. at, at RMIT. Excitingly, but unfortunately, the, the event's totally booked out. We've got about 200 people on the waiting list. Mm. But we're video recording that event and it'll be available on YouTube All in right. the coming weeks. So if there's people who really wanted to see Eleanor and have missed out, just keep an eye on the My yeah. Fellowship website and you'll yeah, be able to watch it. So I just want to throw that in. That's yeah, a great idea. Yeah, yeah but... But I, I reckon there's three, for me anyhow, there's been three key messages that have come out. Um, and it'll be, it'll be the last one I want to talk about the most, I guess. But the first is about what, what do we really mean when we talk about mental health or mental illness and recovery? Yeah. And the second is, is madness meaningful? I Incidentally, I like to use the term madness because I've got a lived experience myself. I spent yeah. years being told I was mad or I was nuts and... Mm. 
and I'm not inclined to feel ashamed of any of that now. Yeah, Actually, I'm exactly, quite, pr- yeah. quite proud of That's my experience. Right, yeah. I'm in your so, camp and to go. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, Eleanor's been talking a lot about how what we experience is it's not really helpful to think of our stuff as meaningless symptoms of a brain disease or of an illness. And she's yeah, been exactly. talking about... Um, things like hearing voices and unusual beliefs actually being really meaningful and understandable responses to things that happen to us yeah. in our lives yeah. that we can work with and work that we with. can tr- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah transform, change, and learn to live with. So it's not about you know this old idea about recovery sort of idea. The other old is that right? Our old ideas were sort of like. Oh, I got to combat that, and I like yeah, and working fix with it, it a bit more, almost. and yeah, just yeah. seeing how you can yeah work and absolutely. I, th- I think what we've had for a long time is this sort of this quite medical model that you know we've got a disease, some kind of illness we need to be fixed, yeah. and generally the approach for that has been medication or sometimes ECT, you know, shock yeah. treatment. And what Eleanor's saying is, in her view, her personal experience, her research. Her work with people, um, and this is is borne out by lots of other people's work as well. Mm. I find this stuff so exciting. Um, yeah. This is not about pills. You know, pills can be helpful for people. Yeah, she's yeah. she's been quite clear. She's not about saying meds have no role. Yeah. What she's saying is we've got to listen to people's stories and top, stop trying to fix people. Yeah, we have yeah, to understand yeah. that people can and should define what recovery means for themselves. That's right. Um, And that people can make sense of sometimes the most strange and bizarre Bizarre, experiences. And that everyone's story makes sense when we take the time to really listen. So that's just been so powerful. And I think I've loved seeing the impact of audiences who are really, you know, seeing lights switch on in people's heads and going... Oh wow! I've never thought about this this yeah. way before. Yeah. Oh, that you mean there's yeah. stuff I can do about this, and yeah. it, it's really quite empowering and exciting. So it's it's been a, a whirlwind week. Oh, I um, yeah. Exciting stuff. Mm. Yeah. The. Oh, how are we going for time, guys? We're fine. Yeah. Oh. Sweet. So I guess that. Um, so we've talked about recovery. So. And I'm aware, look, I'm, I'm not sure if this will be what I'm talking about is going to be quite validating for people listening or if it might sound a bit weird. So maybe mm. it's a bit, bit of both. But oh. And Indigo, what is Eleanor's conception of recovery? What is she speaking to really at the heart of it all? Yeah, I think the key thing, she's talked about that recovery is about thriving, not just surviving, which I love. I know my own life, I like to talk about recovery for me today means having a life that I cherish. Yeah. It is certainly not about being symptom free. So yeah, she's oh, talked yeah. about she still hears voices. I still have every day I have yeah. a whole range of experiences that could be considered symptoms. Um, so I totally relate to that. Mm. But you know, I'm a general manager. Which yeah, exactly. I never quite yeah. expected to yeah, happen. Exactly. And yes. yeah, I can still be quite mad and make sense of that and That's do a right. I yeah, hope yeah, okay yeah. job. Yeah. Um Accepting oneself a bit more. And, yeah. Accepting, but it's. I think yeah. it's accepting is the beginning. Yeah. I think what she's really talked about, though, is, is she's inviting mental health workers, but really I think the whole community, our families and the broader community, to join us in making sense of these experiences. Yeah. And look, the biggest, and we'll talk about this more, I think, in the, the second half of the program probably, but I think the most significant impact of Eleanor's talks is acknowledging the role of trauma um, in mental health. And many people with a personal experience of mental health challenges will get that because the vast majority of us have experienced some really awful stuff in our lives. And I know I have. Yeah, same, yeah. 
Yeah, and everyone in here is nodding. And yet the reality is, so I know myself, Mm. off and on, I was in and out of psychiatric services for nine years. Mm. I've had 10 hospital admissions, most of them voluntary. Thousands of hours, literally, of treatment by a whole range of mental health professionals. And I wouldn't like to count how many pills. But not once, not a single time in any of that did a single mental health professional say to me, and this is Eleanor's message, people always said, what's wrong with you? What are your symptoms? No one ever said, what's happened to you? Indigo, yeah. what's happened in your life that might have led you to this point? Yeah. Do you think there's a reason? Um, and that's been really her key message that we don't go mad for no reason. This is yeah, not exactly. a meaningless yeah. biological, chemical, genetic experience. This is a human response to understandable oh. stuff, horrible Distress. stuff that happens. Distress, yeah. yeah, and that actually us human beings are phenomenally creative and adaptive in how we respond to distress. Um, And so sometimes we end up hearing voices. Sometimes we end up believing quite extraordinary things. But when we stop... Or getting fixated on things or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so she's given lots of really, I think, great examples and stories that help people to make those connections and understand how what can... what we do or what we think can seem quite bizarre, but in the context of our story, mm-hmm. it always makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, of course, we often need some quite serious support to be able to work that out for ourselves. And for the listeners out there, there is a TED Talk, www.ted.com, which is a 10-minute excerpt of Eleanor Longdon speaking about just what Indigo is talking about. That is a positive acceptance and incorporation of experience rather than seeing it as symptoms of a stigmatising illness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, strongly recommend the TED Talk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can find that on Google pretty easily. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, and could you speak a little bit, just just in the remaining few minutes before we go to a break, um, one of Eleanor's messages was recovery not as cure. Mm-hmm. Um, could you elaborate on that just a little bit, what Eleanor's speak, talking about on a personal level? Sure. So... I think it has very much been about um, getting all of us to let go of this idea of having to get rid of symptoms um, or, you know, even worse, I think this idea of that, that somehow we need to be made normal, yeah. um, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that really exists. I hope yeah, it doesn't exactly, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're all different, yeah. Yeah, and thank goodness yeah. for that. If we, That's if, right. You know, I often think, you know, if we didn't have madness, we'd, yeah. would we have any art? Would we have any music? That's would right. we have any yeah. philosophy? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the world would be a very dull place. So we, we do add stuff. Mm. But, yeah, so it's absolutely – it's not about the symptoms. It's about the life that we live. So she's talked about it in a multiplicity of ways. But for me, I think she's a living example of recovery. She hears voices. She has really tough times. But – She's a world-leading academic. She's a Mm. world-leading activist for human rights. She stands up for um, women who've experienced trauma and who were silenced, and she's making a difference. And she lives lives with what you could call mental health experiences. She still has those incorporated into her life. Yeah, and I I think – I don't want to speak for Eleanor, but Mm. I suspect if she was here, she'd say that actually that strengthens her. Yeah, um, that doesn't diminish her. Yeah. It's a profound message of hope, isn't it, for Absolutely. people struggling in the darkness? Absolutely. I, it's, um, 
I think hope is probably the best summary word for everything that Eleanor's been talking about this week, that we must have hope because there's extraordinary possibility in everyone. Yeah, exactly. Well, we might go to a break. Um, Thank you, Indigo. We have Roll On by Mia Dyson, and I think Dale's going to give us a message. Q Recovery College is running a course uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, It's supported by St Vincent's Hospital and is for employment creation with mental health consumers as tutors. The group also encourages consumer students to stay in education. It's for people who have a diagnosis of mental health and the group is also for carers and friends. It meets once a month on a Thursday or Friday at the Q Library Phyllis Hall Common Room uh, at the corner of Cotham Road and Civic Drive in Q. Uh, you can get the 109 tram, tram there and it's uh, stop 35 from Collins in Melbourne. Uh, the topic this week uh, will be recovery skills. Uh, it's free and refreshments are provided. So uh, you can contact Sandy on 0403 948 758. That's 0403 948 758. Now, this is the Q Recovery College uh, support group and it meets every Thursday or Friday uh, at the Q Library Phyllis Hall Common Room and you contact Sandy via her mobile, which is 0403-948-758. If you'd like to get along and uh, support your friends or if it's your, yourself trying to study, uh, it's for people who have a diagnosis of mental health issues. So get along there and get support. Things weren't going well in my relationship. Family violence was making life difficult at home, but I didn't know where I could go for help. I was unsure about my rights because I was not yet a permanent resident. I was worried that if we separated, I might not be able to stay in Australia. I went to InTouch and they were able to help me by telling me about my options. If you need migration advice, contact InTouch for a free and confidential discussion with a migration agent in your language by calling 1800 755 988 or search InTouch Multicultural Centre online. InTouch. Brought to you by Victorian Women Lawyers and funded by Victoria Law Foundation. Hi, you're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am on your dial. Our guest today is Indigo Dea, General Manager, Consumer and Care Advocacy and Leadership Mental Illness Fellowship Victoria. And um, we've been discussing Dr. Eleanor Longdon, who has been in um, Melbourne giving guest lectures and um, I, th- I believe Indigo would like to discuss one of her messages about trauma. Yeah, I'm just wondering um, how can how do you feel people can make a difference um, with strategies to help people with mental health issues and trauma? Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, no. oh, is that right? <laughs> Absolutely, Patty. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Oh, okay, um, look, it's interesting, you know, today um, Eleanor gave a lecture to a room full of psychiatrists and nurses and yeah. staff who work at, at mental health hospitals all yeah. around Victoria. Um, and because, you know, we really don't work with trauma in mental health at the moment 
at all. As I was saying before, you know, no one ever asked me about trauma and mm. Eleanor had the same experience when she was in mental health services. It was really interesting to see a room full of mental health professionals who, what was lovely was that they were all on board. They were like, yeah. oh yeah, we need to do this and we're not doing this and how do we make, how do we change this? How do we do it? Oh, um, but I think it, it, what I've liked hearing from Eleanor and what I think is really important for everyone to understand is that, look, absolutely, I think mental health services, all of us, community and clinical, need to get better at this. We need to acknowledge people's truth. We need to stop being silent about trauma and abuse yeah. and, and some of the horrible harms that go on in our yeah. society. But that's not just the job of mental health services. It's the job, job of everyone. everyone. Yeah. yeah, and preferably, geez, what if we could actually prevent violence mm. and cruelty? What if we could actually step in early yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than wait t- until years down the track exactly, when we've developed yeah, mental health yeah, issues yeah. And, and no one wants to ask? And I think, you know, the the, the Royal Commissions that we've had have, I guess, yeah, brought trauma yeah. to the forefront of a lot of people's minds. We've had yeah. the Royal Commission in, into institutional oh, child yeah. sexual abuse. Yeah. We've now got the Royal Commission into family violence. Oh, those, I yeah. think when I think about those personally, I'm... Something. Yeah, things, yeah. yeah. They are. I'm, I'm thrilled that they're happening, but I also suspect for so many people that's going to flush out a whole lot of stuff that people haven't talked about. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, well, where will these people go for support? Well, yeah, we do have yeah. we do have some places available. How are a mental health service is going to respond? But coming back to your question, Patty, yeah. I guess what can we all do? And to my mind, yeah. this is this is very similar to what Eleanor and I were saying today with the audience at, at the hospital it's not that hard. We need to ask people to demonstrate. We'd like to hear their stories. What's yeah, going on yeah, for you? Are you okay? We need to listen, Just listen. Yeah, yeah. which we know what to do. Really importantly, um, we need to believe people. We need to believe their truth. And it's, I think, one of the heartbreaking stories that Eleanor's talked about, and we heard some examples about today in the lecture, is that we know sometimes when people diagnose with mental illness, especially... Um, diagnoses like schizophrenia, psychosis, when we disclose past trauma or, you know, abuse that might have happened in childhood, we're often told that 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 memory is false, that it's a delusion, that it didn't happen to us. Or grow out of it even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So So that has to stop. That's straight out a a huge social justice issue. Yeah. Um, And I think that's something the mental health sector is coming to terms with. And perhaps as well, you know, society is coming to terms with because I think we still do have a real silence about the truth of people's mm. lives, oh, about yeah. the truth of how widespread violence. And speaking from a, a personal level, mm. there is at a at an individual level with your own immediate community a culture of denial and silence um, when a person who's exhibiting mental health symptoms does start to speak out. Absolutely. Well, look, and I guess, you know, to be fair, maybe I shouldn't be fair, I don't know, but I know that we can be, I'm thinking of myself, I don't want to cast dispersions on you guys, but I know I've been a bit weird when I've gone a bit mad sometimes, so maybe that's confronting enough and and then asking people to speak about, you know, or to listen to sort of unspeakable horrors. But, you know, when we come back to that asking, I can remember early on, and this is going back about 12 years, when I first started seeing mental health professionals, I was sitting in appointments and in my head I was thinking, I wonder if they're going to ask me about that thing that happened when I was 13. (laughs) And then they, 
you know, people didn't ask me. I didn't even know what to call this thing that happened yeah. when I was 13. But I kept thinking that. And eventually I stopped thinking that because I just started believing that I have a brain disease and that oh. thing that happened when I was 13, that doesn't matter or they would have asked me. Yeah. And I didn't know how to bring it up. I didn't know what the words no. were yeah. for what had happened to me. And it's – I was – my recovery, and Eleanor's spoken about this as well, um, very similar – we were able to access recovery more so out of luck than out of, yeah. you know, really great practice that happens as a matter, you know, as a standard course. I was so lucky to be able to access people who eventually did, and these were peer workers, other yeah. people who'd travelled the same journey, who did ask me those questions and say, Indigo, what's happened to you? Why do you think you've ended up here? And I was able to start talking about that thing that happened. Um, and I, but I think yeah. I don't think you have to be a mental health professional to do that. Anyone can ask that. Oh, exactly. And we can yeah. all listen. Thank you, Indigo. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Um, for those of you out there who have been listening and perhaps um, are feeling a little bit vulnerable um, as a result of our discussion around trauma, um, we have a couple of numbers for you that you can contact. Lifeline one three triple one four. That's one three triple one four, and Casa, the Centre Against Sexual Assault, eighteen hundred eight zero six two nine nine. That's eighteen hundred eight zero six two nine nine. You can listen to podcasts of our show at three um, cr.org.au and iTunes. Send us feedback, thoughts, or just get in contact, especially if you have a story, suggestions, or topic you'd like to share. Email us at brainwaves at mifellowship.org. Post to brainwaves at 3CR PO Box 1277 Collingwood Vic 3066. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to 3CR next Wednesday at 5 for another episode of Brainwaves. Stay tuned for Renegade Economist. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.